Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. It seems like a simple question, but it took many centuries and a lot of smart people, including Aristotle, Isaac Newton, Thomas Young, James Clerk Maxwell, and Hermann von Helmholtz to puzzle out the answer to why is the sky blue? That's because the solution encompasses so many components. The colors in sunlight, the angle at which solar illumination travels through the atmosphere, the size of airborne particles and atmospheric molecules, and the way our eyes perceive color. Let's take the sky out of the equation for a moment and begin by looking at color. From a physics standpoint, color refers to the wavelengths of visible light leaving an object and striking a sensor, such as a human eye. These wavelengths might be reflected or scattered from an external source, or they might emanate from the object itself. The color of an object changes depending on the colors contained in the light source. For example, red paint, when viewed under blue light, looks black. Isaac Newton demonstrated with a prism that the white light of the sun contains all colors of the visible spectrum, so all colors are possible in sunlight. In school, you may have learned that, for example, a banana appears yellow because it reflects yellow light and absorbs all other wavelengths. This isn't quite accurate, though. A banana scatters as much orange and red as it does yellow, and it scatters all of the colors of the visible range to some degree or another. The real reason it looks yellow relates to how our eyes sense light. Before we get into that, however, let's look at what color the sky actually is. Like bananas, atoms, molecules, and particles in the atmosphere absorb and scatter light. If they didn't, or if the Earth had no atmosphere, we would perceive the sun as a very bright star among others in a sky of perpetual night. Not all wavelengths in the visible light spectrum scatter equally, however. Shorter and more energetic wavelengths uh, toward the violet end of the spectrum scatter better than those toward the longer, less energetic red end. This tendency is due in part to their higher energy, which allows them to ping-pong around more and in part to the geometry of the particles that they interact with in the atmosphere. In 1871, Lord Rayleigh derived a formula describing a subset of these interactions, in which atmospheric particles are much smaller than the wavelengths of the radiation that are striking them. The Rayleigh scattering model showed that, in such systems, the intensity of scattered light is inversely proportional to the fourth power of light's wavelength which is a really mathy way of saying that shorter wavelengths of light, like blue and violet, scatter a lot more than longer, redder ones when the particles that they hit, such as oxygen and nitrogen molecules, are relatively small. Under these conditions, scattered light also tends to disperse equally in all directions, which is why the sky appears so saturated with color. If we were foolish enough to look directly at the sun, we would see all wavelengths because light would be reaching our eyes directly. That's why the sun and the area around it look white. When we look away from the sun at the cloudless sky, we see light mostly from shorter, scattered wavelengths like violet, indigo, and blue. So, why doesn't the sky appear violet instead of light blue? Here, the eyes have it. Your peepers perceive color using structures called cones. Your retinas bristle with about 5 million cones each, made up of three types that specialize in seeing different colors. 
Although each kind of cone is most sensitive to certain peak wavelengths, the ranges of those cone types overlap. As a result, different wavelengths of light and combinations of different wavelengths can be detected as the same color. Unlike our auditory senses, which can recognize individual instruments in an orchestra, our eyes and brains interpret certain combinations of wavelengths as a single, discrete color. Our visual sense interprets the blue-violet light of the sky as a mixture of blue and white light. And that is why the sky is light blue. Today's episode was written by Nicholas Gerbis and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other curious topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. (laughs) 